everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 522. We are that podcast talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ron Mess. And I am Mako-chan. And it's a two-for-two show tonight. Uh, Ari is out because he's working the mid-shift, and um, Wild Spice couldn't make it tonight because she had an emergency at home. I hope that everything is working fine. Everything is good, so you know. (sighs) Man, what, 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 what a day. What a day. What a week it's been been hopefully the video is working the way it should i'm watching the real-time playback and everything looks great i don't know what i did but it looks like my webcam is more focused on my shirt now usually like you don't see the whole thing which i'll talk about during my weekend day but enough about that so mako-chan yes how are you doing how how are you this week um it's it's been a very interesting couple of weeks Uh, yeah i i I put a bid in on a house and you know it went through attorney review and i'm like awesome and then they're like hey he's you know accepting it and then not even an hour later we got notice from his lawyer uh yeah he's canceling the contract and it took us almost 24 hours to find out why um and it seems somebody decided that uh they were going to do a cash offer so it meant yeah it meant a quicker closing and he would have the money you know right then and there so back to uh the grind on that um but yeah uh, that's you know other than that it's just been my normal um trying to get some shit together uh had a halloween party Mm -hmm. um which was very low key for me, but considering we didn't want to, you know, decorate and go crazy with that just to have to pack it back up anyway. Um, so we didn't really do anything like that. And, uh, that was very weird. And then Halloween, we didn't have any trick or treaters come around. So that was really weird too. So it's just been, it's been a very mellow kind of weird, lazy, off putting two weeks. I, I, I believe it. And I just realized we just rolled right into our how was our week. So I'm what, and I just realized it's why not, you know, J- just we're just, just just roll with the flow of it, you know. <laughs> oh, man. Um. Well, work is going good. More people are coming back in. So in a way, I'm happy about that, which means I have less downtime, you know, futzing around on social media, you know. Mm hmm. But at the same time, you know, I kind of miss my downtime, but also, you know, one can only watch so many hours of YouTube in a day. <laughs> um, also, if you haven't noticed, um, the audio quality is slightly different. I upgraded the mixer, so I went out and got it, and, and I've been playing around fiddling with it, and I've been trying to test out you know, certain scenes and so forth, just seeing how, how things are going to go and all of that, you know. But, um, we'll, we'll see. I end up buying another mixer, and I'm going to be trying that one out next week. 
because my last mixer I have, it's good, but I needed something a little bit more like oomph behind it, something a little bit more with the uh, microphone aspect of it. So the old the old mixer is going to go to a friend. So, you know, they do a podcast, her and her fiance. So I'm like, pay it forward. And as a lot chocolate says, it sounds good. Thank you. I appreciate that. And I'm looking at it now and it looks like the video is properly synced. Everything is good. Thank God for the, for the littlest stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else is there? Uh, I realized that target brand socks suck. Um, <laughs> yeah. The material they make the socks are thinner than Hanes. Cause I'm walking around in my sneakers. I'm like, I don't slide around in my sneakers. What the hell? You know, mm-hmm. uh, last week, uh, my friend, Jasmine, first time we've met face to face because we've been online friends for 20 freaking years, you know. Mm. So we hung out, had a good time. The main thing she wanted to do while she was out here was go to Nintendo New York. So we went there and hung out there. And that was that was pretty fun. Um, That's basically has been it. that and ordering new uh, sleep pants from Old Navy that I can't think of anything else. How how uh, my week has been, you know, Um mm. Except that behind me, you know, it looks a lot neater because I fact I finally got around to packing up all of the boxes and mm-hmm. just and putting them outside. And due to this chaos with the um with New York City, um, in case you haven't heard, um, New York City has a mandate for all city employees to be vaccinated, and there are a bunch of city workers who are pissed off about this, which has been causing issues with everything like. Garbage didn't get picked up till like Saturday. Wow. Yeah, and it seems like a lot of a lot of people who don't want who are, who are refusing to be vaccinated are either retiring from their jobs or cashing in their sick days. It, it, it it's crazy, man. It's totally crazy. But um, that's basically been it. So you know. Also, another thing I like about this mixer. Um, I don't know if you, it, this may have happened on prior episodes. Sometimes when my phones buzz, you'll hear static or something. And for a while, I couldn't figure out what it was. I realized it was the phones. So I would move them to the other side of my desk. But so far, it's good. You know, I got like this big old fancy Allen and Heath Zeddy 8 uh, micro, uh, mixer. And for what it does, it's really good. But I think it's a little bit overkill for what I want to do. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying this is perfect for more for somebody. If you're doing a show in in house with two people, and you can you can set it to have like separate um, tracks for the for the microphones and the line ins and stuff like that. So, and I realize that's something I don't really need. Because, because mm-hmm. as y'all know, I'm live and I'm running the console, and everybody else jumps in on Skype. And the only issue with that is I have to be careful with my microphone because I've gotten some people have let me know that my voice is a little bit too powerful over everybody else's, so I have to adjust the mic. So, and I think the way I have it now, I'm good. So, and that's fine. And I'm looking in audition, and I don't like how low this sounds. But it's not hard for me to go ahead and make proper updates, you know, 
make it sound louder. You know, I can do that. That's not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I'm looking right now, and it's like you're coming in loud. I'm coming in a little soft. I'm gonna try to bring my microphone up a little bit more, and it does sound like it's the way it should be. That's good. Also, you know how I used, you know how I, how I during the summertime I would have to do the show with the window open and the fan on across the room. Yeah, I might have to do that again. <laughs> oh god, it's hot again. Yeah, the heat. Oh, the heat is on, and you know, and you know, I, sh- I, I, you know, I just probably have to just rate open the window, but you know. It's like when I used to live up in the Bronx, that my room got so hot that even with the windows open on blast, it was still hot. But, you know, mm. so no. that's enough of our week and day. Hopefully, uh, Ari will be back next week. Um, Wild Spice may join us next week. It depends on her work schedule, how things are going with her. So we'll, we'll, you'll be, we'll let you know, be updated. Follow us on the Book of Face for updates in regards to that. So now... We're going to get into housekeeping, so I want to give you all some updates. Um, oddly enough, I realized I haven't wrote the PoochieCon convention report, and I've been writing it for like the last week and a half. And it's just like pulling, it's like pulling teeth. Well, it... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it yeah. just, it wasn't mm-hmm. a very big convention it wasn't i mean we were there for you know six hours yeah seven hours mm-hmm. and you know for the most part it just it wasn't a very good convention mm-hmm. so it's very hard to try and write a non-biased i know among other things so that that yeah. is why i did that is why i did not do it okay but in, in enough about that um Every episode of Anime Jam Session going back to the beginning of 2021 is available on YouTube. YouTube.com slash Anime Jam Session. Look for the video uh, playlist uh, Podcast VODs and you'll find them there Thursdays at 12 p.m. if I don't forget. Uh, Check out the VOG Network Pro Shop at VOGNetwork.com slash shop. Cool merch in there from the Voice of Geeks Network featuring the Bobby Blackwolf Show and Orange Downs Radio. So buy some swag. Support independent podcasters, independent uh, bloggers, independent Twitch streamers. We're awesome like that. And also, here is our pending convention list. As I said, this may change based on availability, COVID rules and restrictions, and so forth. The Unconvention, November 12th to the 14th. Anime NYC, November 19th to the 21st. And ZenkaiCon, March 25th to 27th, 2022. Okay, let me update that. Now we're going to get into a geek roundtable. Marco, you tell them about what you have while I temporarily turn off my my, my screen while I run to the restroom. I will be right back. Oh, jeez. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so, uh, yeah. um, I have uh, been looking for and eat a bag for myself for quite a while. And uh, they <laughs> they finally came out with one that I kind of wanted. Um, so as everybody knows, I am a huge supernatural nerd. Um, so Stan's 
which is the shop that a lot of the actors go through for uh, charity items and things like that uh, when they sell stuff. Uh, Stan's actually, um, they went through and created this bag. Um, so I now have an Eda bag of the Impala from Supernatural. And the cool part is, one, it's big enough that I can actually put my tablet in it. And the other thing is, it is double-sided. Oh, good lord. You're such a <laughs> fangirl. And yes, it is the front and the back. Um, so it is, it is double-sided. Um, I kind of wish that the window was a little bit bigger, just because you can't really see a lot of pins um the backing though goes all the way down um so because of that if i wanted to put you know extra pins or something like that on there they would be there but you can't really see them but i'm excited it actually has um like the zipper pulls are mm -hmm. little cassettes i don't know if you can see the one that's in here it's a mock of that uh, yeah, I'm a geek. <laughs> yes, yes, you are. Yes, yes, I am. Uh, but yeah, that is that that is my my new precious. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, before we get into my geek roundtable, uh, Bonds of Little Six mentioned the con list again. Uh, let me let me repeat that for you. The Unconvention, November 12th to the 14th. Anime NYC, November 19th to the 21st. Zenkai Con, March 25th to the 27th, 2022. And as I've said, this is all based on uh, availability of staff members and local uh, regulations and restrictions of COVID within that state and the venue event itself. So, so a couple of things. Um, when I went to AAC, you know, something that I forgot I guess, I'm not sure if I forgot to mention, but it didn't cross my mind, and, you know. But, um, a friend of mine got me this shirt as a gift, and it says, Wicked Smot, in a really bad Boston accent, which is, which is the typical Boston accent. So, I told her I would wear it on, on my next, on the next time I would, uh, stream, which was, that would be available. Last week, I wore the AAC shirt, and um, this week is the Wicked Smut shirt. And something, and also, my friend also had a surprise for me. And honestly, I didn't know what the surprise was. So I'm like, all right, what's going on? And I, in a way, I'm kind of shocked and kind of honored. But, you know, I, I just wouldn't expect someone to tell me this. So... My friend came out. And, That's cool. Yeah. And I'm like, are you happy? And she's like, yes. And I looked at her partner. And I'm like, are you happy? Yeah. And I'm like, that's all that really matters. And I said to her, my expression is normal. I'm, I, I'm happy for you. As long as you're happy, that's all that matters. Nothing is going to change between us. That's basically is it. So, you know. So she's good and she's happy. So it's it and that's that about that, you know. And the Wicked Smart uh, shirt. And no, I am not going to do a Boston accent throughout this episode. 
I don't. I don't. Good. Think, no, I don't think my voice can handle it. I don't think I could handle it. Well, I mean, we did survive those PAX East conventions and at one anime Boston. Yeah, well, I vaguely remember yeah. that. Mm. I, I remember a lot of alcohol and yeah. very, very tired driving. Yes, and and that Russian tech and that Russian dice game called Game. Yes. <laughs> okay, so. Before we get into uh, tonight's uh, topics, because we have a little bit of time, I want to tell y'all about that time I got into a pissing contest with a con, with a con chair that is a known sexual deviant, sexual assaulter slash rapist and fraudulent asshole. Well, let's start at the beginning of this. Well, if we start at the beginning of this, we're not going to get to the end of everything else. But no, I'm yes. just the the very premise yeah. of it um, is that uh, they found out through the Milwaukee um, An- anime Milwaukee. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it the uh, post was actually um, from the Milwaukee cosplayer. Uh, group right um she found out the person that posted it found out that because she had gone to a couple of ryan Kampf uh shows Mm -hmm. i.e anime milwaukee his cosplayer geek dating site my otaku has her information um come to find out that Anybody that had their information for any of his shows, their information is now attached to this dating site. Mm-hmm. And that includes people that are underage. And also it includes your credit card information. Now, here's how that part happened. And I discovered this through um, a friend of mine I like to call a a CI, a confidential informant staffer, former staffer of Ryan's conventions. Ryan ha- runs a site called Cons MX. It's basically a tick. It's a site for ticketing and so forth. You know how you have Ticketmaster and brown paper tickets and all that. Cons MX is his version for conventions. So he uses that for all of his cons to manage you know, user information and financial information. That's all one database that's connected to my otaku, which from my understanding, some people have been billed for accounts that they do not have. Now, before Mako had posted the article on the art, what was going on on our Facebook page, this popped up uh, last week and it was more information. I can't, I don't remember where I saw it, but I thought I in a way I thought this would just blow over, but it didn't because there was more information. So I go ahead and make a comment about the whole thing. And let me see if I can pull it up real quick because I'm not going to sit here and, you know, kind of show off my Twitter and go through all of that. No, I'm I'm not going to go through all of that. So basically. I said, uh, okay, let's, let's go back. Um, let's see. Uh, I said, 
wow, Ryan Koff out here stealing people's names and credit card information to fund his Myotaku dating site. I guess his right hand wasn't enough for him. And I just left it at that. I never would have thought people would actually, a lot of people would like and retweet it. Whatever. So last night before I went to bed, I got pulled into a series of tweets by him explaining the bullshit. And uh, let me pull that up because that's on a on a on a different uh, link um, that that I have here. Um, no, did I go back too far? Yeah, I did. here we go. Because I because this tweet came out very late last night. He goes by telling you to go find your profile on myotaku.com. These people had you unwittingly create a profile on myotaku. Stop believing things you are told on Twitter. And he tagged a bunch of us. And then he's talking about how this is an SSO. And that's how it works. I'm going to give you all a quick lesson on SSO. Side secure, single security, single sign-on. That's basically what that means. If you have a username and password at your job, to log in to various sites and resources or to clock in and stuff like that. That's an SSO. It could be your first name, last name, or a custom username. It could be a series of numbers or whatever. That's what that's for. That connects you to a series of servers and data to allow you to get to that behind that information. An SSO is not the same as logging into YouTube. And then going to your Gmail and getting a confirmation that's you or this or that. That's not an SSO. SSOs do not connect you to web-based information like that. That's the meat and potatoes of what that is. And, and Ryan is basically trying to explain to me and three other IT guys that our definitions of SSO is incorrect. And there are people who are mad and screaming at him about all of this. And he continues to backpedal. Till... One of my favorite lawyers jumps in on this, uh, T. Greg Dachette. And if you know, if that name is familiar, he did a breakdown of the Vic uh, lawsuit and the whole Threadnought debacle, if you remember that. If you're not sure, go on Twitter, hashtag Threadnought. That's all you need to know. And he basically broke down what Ryan said. Basically, Ryan confessed to a federal crime on Twitter. The fact that... Basically, according to Ryan, when you sign up to, for one of his web convention sites for information, that information gets connected to other sites that he runs, which is why you have an account and so forth. So basically, if you go on his site, create an account to purchase a ticket for one of his shows, that account information gets pushed to MyOtaku and creates an, an account for you that sits there. And if you go to the site and search your name, You'll find it, and then you have to delete it if you want to keep it or not. Now, I said at the top, at the top of all of this that about things about Ryan. He has been accused of sexual assault. I have a friend who basically explained a lot of that was from a vindictive ex who started all of that, which I understand. As for how that plays out, not my business. But him trying to be a professional uh, con runner, not so much. This is somebody who actually sends CNDs and sues people if he doesn't like what he what you say about his shows and so forth. Now, I knew about Ryan. 
I covered two of his shows, Liberty City Anime Convention. And that was it. I covered it for the sake of being a reporter, not a fan of his shows or anything like that. I just needed to do convention review. That's what it was, being very independent. His shows were average at best. I think it. I think Liberty City is like a revenge con or something like, well, I could do a New York City convention too, you know, but yeah, as you can see, that con is no more. And I'm just going to leave it at that. As of right now, Everybody correcting him and telling him his information is wrong. He hasn't said anything. He feels he is correct in his own head. And you know what? I'll let that be. That's that's basically on him. Whatever. I don't care. But I will say this. Good luck coming to me with C and D wanting money because you can't you can't get blood from a turnip. I'm already broke as it is. What makes you think you're gonna get any more money out of my ass? <laughs> and besides. The judge is going to throw it out anyway because, you know, what I'm saying falls under fair use. If you don't like it, get out of the con business. Simple as that. Yeah, pretty much. Mm -hmm. Everybody's going to have their opinions on conventions. Could you imagine how the world would be if you could sue somebody over their opinion and win? Good Lord. Granted, there are laws in regards to that things have happened, but I'm just talking about just straightforward bullshit like that. An opinion that doesn't cause any issue to anybody mm. is an opinion that is not suable. That's like telling that that's like trying to sue somebody for coming up to you and going, I don't like you. That's basically Ryan. I don't like you. I'm going to sue you. I don't like you. Here's my lawyer. <laughs> Law firm of Dewey, Cheatham, and Howe. <laughs> Granted, I, I'm connected with a different law firm that's blank, 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 and Lowenstein, but you know, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> Anywho, let's move on with the show. I think we're just going to bounce back and forth, you know. Um, okay. You know what? Take the first one, and I'll and I'll grab the next two. Okay. Because the fourth one is basically your fandom. Uh, the fourth one is my fandom? Fruits Basket. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so, unfortunately, it looks like uh, the end for the Gundam Cafe in Japan. Mm, that's sad. After an 11-year run, um, it is actually going to be closing. And what's kind of funny and bittersweet is that they actually just announced that they would be putting new food and drink into the cafes. Wow. Um, that was only, you know, a couple of days ago, but as of yesterday, um, it was announced that the four, uh, the four cafes would be closing permanently in less than three months. They didn't exactly give you a, decent time frame for that so um the reason no reason has been um given for the closure but it's likely that severe travel downturn caused by the pandemic played a large part all of the cafes are located in neighborhoods that under normal public health conditions receive large numbers of visitors not only from other parts of japan mm. but from overseas um, because even, say, non-otaku go into Akihabara, where one of the uh, Gundam cafes is. 
the shutdown brings to a close more than a decade of Gundam Cafe history, and the chain took a moment to thank its fans while breaking the news. Um, quoted, we opened our first cafe in Akihabara in April of 2010, and our customers have supported us at every step along the way. On behalf of our entire staff, we are more grateful to you than words can express. We don't have much time left, but we will continue doing our utmost so that everyone who visits can have wonderful memories to take home. And we hope you'll enjoy yourselves at our cafes right up until the very end. So, um... They did say, please look forward to our next project. So there is a possibility that they will either be, you know, renovating and possibly moving or doing something in order to come back. Okay. So the last day for the Gundam Cafe in Osaka will be January 10th. Um, the Gundam Cafe in Tokyo, uh, which is the uh, brand core store in Akihabara, uh, the cafe in Odaiba and the cafe in Fukuoka, um, those will be closing January 30th. Um, the cafe at the Gundam factory in Yokohama facility, that is going to remain in operation, but only until the end of March when the entire center will shut down. Wow. I was, yeah. I was not expecting that. My thought was maybe because of what's going on with the pandemic, they're increasing the rent to the point where, you know, it's just not feasibly fundable to do this, you know. That actually, I mean, that is very possible. Yeah. It did happen quite a bit um, in our area. Oh, I know. That a, yeah. a, a lot of people, um, a lot of uh, places were unable to pay their rent, so they had no choice but to close. Um Something like this definitely could have happened, so it's possible that they will close until they are back on their feet and are able to, I guess, restart and reopen. Um, but otherwise, uh, as of right now, by the end of March, there will be no more Gundam cafes in I, Japan. I figure, you know, they're gonna they're gonna reopen. They're gonna find a new location for one cafe and kind of start all over or something like that. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, it's um, and my guess is is that having four, technically five, open at this point, um, probably isn't helping either. True. So it's possible that they're going to close the five that are there right now and find someplace cheaper and just you know have one for now. Hmm. But unfortunately, you know, I, the good thing is, is that the numbers in Japan are finally coming down. Well, that's good. And the, the bad news is it took too damn long for it to happen. And the weebs are finally be able to use their 200 $300 round trip tickets to Japan and go. Mm. Oh, wait, borders are still closed. Whoops. Yep. They'll all be in. They'll all be in. Um, at at the airport, singing the opening theme to Pokemon with signs that says "Let us in." I somehow see that happening. Exactly. I somehow see that happening. And um, VX underscore eight says another thing in Japan. I'm going to miss out on, bro. I'm kind of missing out on that. A lot of us are. I'm just lucky because Mako-chan got. Got us a uh, Gundam Cafe mugs, okay? You did get yourself one, right? 
Of course, I got That's myself I one. So, yeah. We have we have mugs from the Gundam Cafe, so we're kind of lucky. We didn't go, but we had a, <laughs> one of our staffers, Rose, was was living in Japan for a couple of years, and she was basically, you know, our hookup. But move right along, and we're going to talk about a very popular medieval anime called The Slayers, and. It just celebrated its thirty year its thirtieth anniversary, which I think is hella awesome. All right, there we go. It just flipped right up. Now they just had their anniversary project, but what's cool is the um, the people behind the Slayers are going to put out a physical copy of that, a DVD or Blu-ray. Basically, it's all of the contents related to the project. It's an 80-minute, more or less, documentary that includes Lena Inverse's 3D live concert footage that we talked about um, a few episodes back. Um, basically, we, it was called the Lena Channel. You're also going to get um, the mem- memorial movies from the novels, uh, event movies of Slayer's Town, and a message from the author uh, Hajime Kanzaka and the illustrator Rui Araizumi. Uh, for a short period of time, uh, Central Park Media actually put out the Slayers manga. Unfortunately, I don't think it got past issue four, and I think I have them. Yeah, but, I don't think yeah. we got all of it. Yeah. Now, when this DVD Blu-ray kit has a brand new package illustration drawn by uh, Arazumi, it comes with a booklet containing a new short story by Kanzaka. Uh, pre-orders are are accept or going right now to November 30th and it'll start shipping in December. So I think it this is really cool. Now, what's even more is that there's going to be a thank you festival because they're going to commemorate this with an event at the EJ Anime Theater in Tokyo in like in three days. It's going to go from November 5th to the 28th. Now, up on the fourth floor of this place you have what's called Lena 3D Live. It's basically a concert that's going to be screened. They'll be selling merch. And up on the fifth floor, there'll be a cell gallery, and you can be able to purchase um, memorial drinks that are based on the characters, which is really cool. I think that's kind of awesome. And as Questbuster says, it's been so long since I've watched any Slayers, but the first theme song is still stuck in my head. Bro, l- let me tell you a quick story. <gasps> I was hanging out with the voice actress of Slayer, uh, Lena Inverse, uh, Lisa Ortiz. We're just talking and shooting the shit. And as we're talking, I'm realizing I can't separate her from Lena because her voice is basically on point. And I'm just like, I'm sorry, but every time I'm talking to you, I keep picturing Lena Inverse, you know? <laughs> Good times. Yeah, I, the... That is a very weird thing to uh, have to deal with when you're actually just trying to have a conversation with somebody that happens to use their real voice or a very, very close simulation of their real voice for their characters. And you just you can't get that out of your head. I just have two words for you. Hmm. Kyle Abair. Yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And as I as I start to go into my uh, next story here about Bandmade, one of my favorite uh, all girl J rock um, bands. Let's advance that. 
I pull up my Twitter account and the comments that I've made about towards Ryan in regards to IT and SSOs still going like over 30 to 40 people are liking and retweeting. I'm like, okay, I guess I said something that makes fucking sense. Mm. Whatever. So as you all know, if you don't know by now, Bandmade is one of my favorite uh, bands. I saw them live in New York two years ago. I saw them the Thursday before I went to AAC and I missed out on like like the meet and greet tickets by like five minutes because of a damn um, meet, uh, morning meeting. And I was telling one of my co-workers, he was like, you should have just went to the bathroom and said, excuse me, I gotta go. Wish I had thought about that back then. But you know, it is what it is. And maybe when things die down, Bandmade will come back to the US for another tour and I can get another opportunity. So, um, basically, there is an anime called uh, Platinum End, and Bandmate has done the ending theme to it, uh, Ko Fukuron. Um, let's see. All right, so basically, they're going to do the opening theme to it called Sense, and I think that's really cool. Here's a little bit of um, background information on Bandmate. They were formed eight years ago, and they made their debut on from Nippon Crown on May 18, 2016, with their first album, Brand New Made. Uh, yeah, that is yeah, that is that is it. I thought it was under a different name, but that's correct. The style is hard rock, which is contrary to their made costume. Think of all girls wearing made outfits singing. Hard alternative rock music. That's basically the best way I can describe them. You should check out their YouTube page. The videos are just amazing. Now, around the time of their fourth album, Unseen World, which came out earlier this year, they switched uh, to the Pony Canyon label. Their first single uh, from Pony Canyon, which is their eighth one, is Sense, which is the opening theme to Platinum End. That ranked 8th on the Oricon Daily Single Charts on its first day. And that's pretty freaking awesome. So basically, it goes down like this. The TV adaptation of Sugumi Oba's story and Takeshi Oba's art's dark fa fantasy manga Platinum N premiered in Japan on October 7th, 2021 and has also been available for on Crunchyroll, available in the Americas, Europe, Africa, Oceania, Middle East, and CIS. I have no idea what that means. So, so basically, <laughs> if you want to hear the opening theme real quick and you have Crunchyroll, just fire up the app and look up Platinum End or just head over to their Twitter, uh, twitter.com slash bandmade. And there is a link to the video on which is available on YouTube. I believe their YouTube page is youtube.com slash bandmade. If not, just go to twitter.com slash bandmade. There is a tweet that links directly to the video. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, I watched it. It was good. Yeah, we listen to them a lot when we're traveling, too. It is definitely yeah. good music to travel to. Definitely. Now, back to your fandom. Yes, back to my fandom. <laughs> so, uh, I know that we had spoken about this a little while ago, um, that Fruits Basket was going to get a prequel. Well, what is going on um, is that this is going to actually be on a compilation film. Mm. 
So it was announced last Friday that the anime is going to get a compilation film titled Fruits Basket Prelude that will open in Japan on February 18th. Uh, the film will include the previously announced um, Kyoko and Katsuya story, uh, which is the center. Um, it's centering on the backstory of Toru's parents, um, mm. Kyoko and Katsuya, um, which the 2019 and 2021 series did not adapt. Uh, the film will also include new scenes written specifically for the film by Tayaka, depicting events from after the television anime story. Mm. Um, so it's, you know, going to be the same voice actors coming back to do this. Uh, and it's going to be I, I really do enjoy compilation films just because it gets to. You know, it's basically just plot. It's, you know, very little of anything else. But I like when they do something like this. So you get a prequel and you get a little bit extra on the end of it. So it's not just a full retelling of the story. You do get new information. Um, so I am very uh, interested to see this. I still haven't watched the series yet. I'm very bad. But yeah, um, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, it is going to be, you know, Japan does a lot of these types of things mm -hmm. in theaters. Um, so it is going to be an actual movie in the theaters in Japan. Uh, and considering Funimation has uh, fruits, fruits baskets, I would not be surprised if it um, act, uh, eventually came over here for, you know, a one or two day screening. Well, they do have the right. So, you know, I do see that happening. Yeah, they're good for that. Mm -hmm. And on a side note, uh, the New York City mayor race is over. We have a new mayor, so so we're gonna get another four years of a Democrat. Okay, fair. Didn't vote for him, but it is what it is. I voted for the other guy because I knew more about him than the Democrat. But if the next four years turns out to be a lot better than the last four, then I ain't gonna complain. Now, this next one, this next story is pretty cool because if you notice, like when you look at our when you look at our website or, you know, our stream and you see the fonts on here or the images like on our on our business cards and so forth, it's like a particular font or, you know, you, there are certain people, I don't want to say certain people, but there are other like streamers or graphic artists who use like anime based fonts. And they look very familiar to something from an anime or this or that. You know, like when the re-release of Sailor Moon, there were specific fonts for that. Uh, there were specific fonts for like the 25th anniversary uh, Sailor Moon uh, logo and so forth, you know. And it, it gets, gets crazy like wildfire. Like there's generic like video game fonts, 8-bit fonts, Nintendo fonts, Sega fonts, you know, that, that all that cool stuff. Now, what's interesting is that the calligraphy, the calligraphy fonts from Demon Slayer, Kimetsu no Yaiba, are now part of Adobe fonts. So it's two different fonts. Kokuryuso uh, and Shinryuso. They have been added to Adobe fonts as of Wednesday. Uh, which w basically last Wednesday. Which reminds me, I gotta fire up uh, Adobe and double check that. So basically, this is the description of these fonts. 
Kokoryu is a brush grip display typeface designed to evo to evoke the image of a male dragon wildly flying in a sky filled with dark clouds. Heavy and light strokes form with the contrast of fast and slow stroke motions bring to the mind the dynamics of a dragon's raging emotion. Kokoryu's letter shapes are not constrained by the square type body and his dynamically drawn letter shapes may look imbalanced, but when it composed into words, they produce a strong and well-harmonized image. The Kokoryu So in Adobe Fonts is a version of Kokoryu with fewer blurred strokes, which reduces the data size. It'll be useful for letter cutting and animation or video clips. Cool. Shinru is a brush script typeface designed with the image of a gentle male dragon speaking to us. Its thin strokes make it possible to give a tender image while it looks dignified when used for text. The Kokoryuso in Adobe Fonts is a version. Well, thank you very much, Anime News Network, for repeating that last paragraph. <laughs> Christ. Now, the fonts were produced by the Kagoshima-based font production and distribution company called uh, Showa Shotai. The company's fonts are also used for a variety of food and drink products like onigiri and sake, as well as for entertainment works like the video game Dynasty Warriors 6 and the television drama Rikuo. The new additions to Adobe fonts are part of a new lineup of Japanese fonts for the service, which includes Higumin, the first Adobe original Japanese font in three years. According to the Adobe blog, the service now has over 20,000 fonts. The full list of available Japanese fonts can be accessed via the Adobe Creative Cloud. And what's interesting, when you look at our logo and it's in Japanese, um, that's a different font that I found that I threw up, that I threw in there. So maybe I'll grab these Adobe fonts and play around, and see how it looks. You know, mm -hmm. I like the way it looks, and it does give me an idea for a shirt. I just want to see how that plays out. So. So, uh, you want to feel old? Don't go there. Today is the 20th anniversary of caramel dancing. Oh, God damn you. <laughs> God damn you. Hey, Rose posted it. Not my fault. It's not even that. One of my friend, one of my voice acting friends, uh, PM Seymour posted that. And I was like, oh, God. Okay. All right, since we brought this up, story time. <laughs> this this was, how, I believe, 2006, I believe. This is when I went on my second trip to California. First time actually hanging out with, with Loki, Rob, and Jamie. This was like an, an actual vacation I had taken. And... We were on, this is when they were streaming on uh, Justin TV before it became Twitch TV, you know. And I was there with um, Intern Drew and Dark Tetsuya hanging out at the show, which was kind of cool. You know, we're in the background and so forth talking, you know. And back then, Orange Lounge Radio used to do what was called a cage match. Three songs they would play and everybody would vote on which song that they wanted. The winning song would go into rotation. At the time, before the Voice of Geeks Network, Orange Lounge Radio had their own streaming station on Live 365. So, that's where you would find that. So, I believe I suggested uh, Caramel Dancing. 
and it went up in there. And as the song is playing, me and Drew are in the background going back and forth with our hands, you know, dancing in our seats like like the idiots that we are. <laughs> I know that there was at one point video of this. There is video. There, I don't know who has it or where it is, but there is video of this somewhere. John Bressler has or had the video. If he doesn't, I know Drew or Dark Tetsuya has that video, okay? So, I think when we got to that part, I think Jamie was like, no, no, pull the song. And it, I believe <laughs> it got automatically disqualified. <laughs> oh, but here's the best part. Back when, you know, when DDR was really popular and people were creating their own step charts and whatnot, um, Dark Tetsuya created uh, OLR-based uh, step charts and packs for Step Mania. And it was Orange Lounge Revolution. And I think it was Volume 1 or Volume 2. Caramel Dancing is on there, and when you play it at that certain point, there is video of me and Drew dancing along in the background. <laughs> oh, good times. Yes, yes, good times indeed. I should actually tweet out to them and be like, do y'all have that video? <laughs> God, okay, all right, please continue. All right, so um, for the 50th anniversary, feeling old, mm. um, for the 50th anniversary of Lupin the Third, um, part one premiered in Japan on October 24th, 1971. And to commemorate for the 50th anniversary, distinguished creators and celebrities in Japan have released tribute messages. So various manga creators and, you know, uh, artists and things like that, they decided that they were going to draw and illustrate various, you know, characters or things like that. What really drew me to this is mm -hmm. that Detective Conan's manga creator, Gosho Ayoma, ended up drawing Fujiko in his style, and it is adorable. Um it's it's very off-putting though because Fujiko does look she she looks so adorable she doesn't really look you know sexy like Fujiko yeah. should yeah. um she's just gonna kind of got that you know innocent look to her um but other uh, other animators um some prominent loop on the third animators ended up drawing various uh, scenes and characters um uh, uh, Kazuhide Tomoga Tomonoga um, mm -hmm. ended up drawing uh, and featured in a TMS Entertainment documentary. Um, so he actually drew that live during the documentary. Oh, that was cool. Other, yeah, other contributors include City Hunter manga creator uh, Tsutsuka Hojo, uh, Great Pretender anime writer Ryota Kosawa, writer and DJ Kenichi Ono. Anime critic Ryota Fujitsu and actor Tano, uh, Tadan, Tadanoba Asano um, all did little spins on uh, their illustrations and creations as well. 
Um, they did end up delaying the planned world premiere of the English dub uh, for Lupin the Third Part One. Um, that was actually supposed to air on Sunday, but it uh, I believe it ended up. Um, no, it was supposed to air October twenty first, right. but only aired this Sunday. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, um, it's it's kind of exciting that there's so much stuff going on for Lupin. Um, it is one of it is one of my favorite series. We have to get a Lupin group together. That would be fun. I should poke Alcrea and be like, "Uh, yeah, since you ha- since you drive around in Lupin's car, we need a Lupin group." <laughs> and I think we should cross it over with Mario Brothers, Mario the Third. That would be interesting. I mean, Luigi running around as Jigen. That would that would be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, now I got to think about that. <laughs> nice. That 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 would be that would be a very interesting crossover. Bowser as Inspector Zenigata. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think I'm going to be I'm going to be uh messaging somebody later tonight or tomorrow. <laughs> oh, man. And Bond 006 uh reflects uh comments back on my discussion about caramel dancing he says i remember intern drew the cage match good old days back when he got the show's audio on his psp and i believe you can thank loki for that one for putting that together i think the the domain was olrpsp.com something like that Mm. all right well i was unable to find the Mario characters in the style of Lupin, but there is a fan art of Lupin as uh, Mario-esque for Super Lupin 3. Okay. It is actually a sticker on Public. What? So that means it can be a shirt on Public. Yo, that would be awesome. I might need that. I am posting the link. Yeah, it is only coming up as a sticker, though. Oh, yeah, that is... That's oh, cute. no, there. It's a t-shirt. There you go. Yeah, I see it. T-shirt, phone case, mug. Yup. I mean, John Cena has a similar shirt like that style like that for a shirt i need to get my hands on that mm. super that is awesome that is awesome i, I might have to get that <laughs> i might have to get that okay anyway yeah, now that we got that out the way we're at the part of the show that y'all really enjoy more than anything else meanwhile in japan we're only going to do two of the stories tonight, so. I'm going to do the third one because I, I got words about that one. 
Okay, I will do the second one and we can move the other two for next week. Sounds good. Since you're always cold, this this is definitely right up your alley. I want one. Of course you do. <laughs> so, uh, designer's goal was to, uh, yeah, um, make a portable kotsatsu. Hmm. So, uh, yay, Japan. Y'all are weird, but I love you. Um, so, yeah, after a warmer-than-usual early autumn, cold weather came rushing to, to Japan over the past week. Um, as is so often the case, the unorthodox answer um, for how to cope with increasingly chilly air uh, comes from Japan gadget maker Thenko with what it's calling the Kotanpo. Mm. Is a wearable one-person kotatsu, evoking the name of the low Japanese table with a heater on the underside to keep your legs warm. Instead of furniture, though, the kotanpo is closer to a blanket, but it does have a flexible heating pad inside its lining, mm. which you can switch on to keep yourself nice and toasty. Uh, that's not the only special feature, though. Uh, it also has front pockets for hands, straps on the sides to keep it fitted to your torso, and looks absolutely ridiculous. Um, it also has a flap on the bottom, so you can stick your feet out if you need to walk around with it. And then when you're sitting down, it comes right over and you can tuck your feet right back in. So it is kind of like you are walking around wearing a heated toga. Um, not for nothing. Uh, I kind of want one, but at the very same time, um, I you could just get a heating blanket. <laughs> yeah, but this one you can actually wear, okay? If you yeah, but... but you can just get a, a heated blanket and anyway, um, so you can choose between one of six heat settings. And since it seems like a given that you'll doze off while wrapped, you can set a timer um, for 30, 60 or 90 minutes. Uh, it is ordered through uh, Thanko's online shop and is priced at about $86 with delivery scheduled for November. Uh, let me see. It does not look like there is an English version to this. Nope. So if you want it, uh, you're going to need to be able to have it shipped in Japan and then shipped here. I think half the people that watch and listen to our show actually know somebody that can get it for them. <laughs> Probably, Definitely. but I'm looking at this and it's, it's cool. It's, it's a little bit more high tech than your standard, you know, heated blanket. But at the same time, I can get two heated blankets and sew them together and it's still cheaper than this. Well, how about this? A Kigu with heating elements throughout the the lower part lower part of the of the key, uh, of the, of, the, of the of the thing of the of the onesie I guess that would work too. Yeah. 
I mean, the way it's designed, I mean, if they if they went to the drawing board and played around with some more, they could have turned it into a frigging Kigu. Yeah, it like this. It this actually kind of reminds me um, when the the Snuggies were really popular. Yeah, um, it it actually looks like um, two Snuggies that are put together, and then the arms of all of them are just wrapped around your waist instead of actually through your armholes. So. But yeah, it's it's definitely look cozy looking. Um, but you know, at the same time, I just I I still want a Kotatsu. Of course, you do, uh, Miss Kobayashi. There's something just just having that table and being able to be around, you know, and curled up under the table and eating tangerines. Mm. Happy New Year. <laughs> Man, listen. That's that's all I gotta say. All right. 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 Now, th- th- this next story. It's from the about it's from the organizers of Comic Cat. They want otaku to get some exercise before the return of comic cat you heard right for 44 solid years no matter what else was going on in the world otaku could count on comic cat happening it started in 1975 and it's become japan's largest gathering of self-published doujinshi manga creators and the con itself grew expansionally in popularity, eventually evolving into what you see now. An event that happens twice a year, August and December, for three days. And it, when, when, when Comic Cat comes around, you know it. And also, if you've watched animes where they talk about going to Comic Cat and those long lines, yeah, that's basically it. Now... The chain of the otaku memories were broken back in 2020 when COVID hit and it canceled Comic Cat 98. And Comic Cat has been postponed a few times. But back in August, they announced that Comic Cat 99 will happen December 30th and 31st, which is kind of surprising. It's the end of the year and you have New Year celebrations right after, you know. They're hoping that it'll happen, barring any worsening of public health conditions. Now, with the infectious numbers decreasing in Japan, it does look like Comic Cat will really return. But at the same time, organizers have some advice for otaku that want to go to this event. Get some exercise. Rise from the couch and get some exercise. Now, you have to understand, Comic Cat takes up several halls at the sprawling Tokyo Big Site Convention Center. And the focus on the small independent creative circles selling wares are in very limited quantities means fans will have to cover a lot of ground quickly to get the most out of their time at the convention. Think about it. When you're going to a con and you know exactly what you want in the dealer's room, you make that mad dash to get everything that you want before you get out. That's basically what, what that is. 
But with a two-year gap since the last Comic-Cat, dozens of smaller regional anime events also canceled. And the safety impetus of the living of living uh, stay-at-home lifestyle during that time, a lot of otaku have... They're basically saying otaku have gotten lazy. And I mean, I'm not going to pass judgment for obvious reasons, you know? Which is why I've, just, I've been going back to the gym for the most part, you know? And they're basically saying, you know, before you come down, you might want to get some exercise so you can be in good shape to go up and down these hallways to get the doujins that you want. Yeah, I mean, we have talked about stories Mm -hmm. on people that have passed out from waiting in lines for so long. Mm -hmm. Um, One guy had a heart attack while he was, you know, at the convention. So... even before the pandemic and people still going and walking to work and doing everything mm-hmm. that they needed to do, it was still not, you know, as a good thing. So for them to actually say, Hey guys, you remember what you have to do to actually be able to come here and enjoy it. Um, it I, it's weird, but it's helpful. Yeah. Kind of. Sort of. I mean, now, I know people during this pandemic that have been walking while playing, like, Pokemon Go and other games and being very careful and so forth. There are people who who got DDR machines that are playing DDR. Some are playing Ring Fit and so forth. So, you know, everybody's doing their best, but, you know, just better safe than sorry. Because I'll tell you this. I mean, when I went to AAC, I mean, I'll say I was fine. I did my walking around. You know, it wasn't as bad bad you know so mm. it, it was all it was all good in the hood so you know well yeah but even though you've been out of work you still live in new york yeah so you're still you know doing the walk to mm. get everywhere right i went you know from, yeah i went from basically leaving the house once a week you know to grab groceries and so forth to now i'm walking about every day it's like when I started going back to work, oh, I was feeling it in my knees going up and going up the stairs. You know, I have to go up two flight. I have to go up two sets of stairs to get to the platform, and another two set to leave the the, uh, the platform to go to my job. You know, and it's and it's gotten a little bit better. It's not so bad. I don't feel myself stopping. It's just that my knees kind of suck. So you know, that mm-hmm. on top of you know. We're all wearing geek masks, and, you know, the material isn't as thin as a disposable mask, so you're doing a little more heavy heavy breathing, so, you know, it kind of gets to you. But it's not so bad for me in the long run, so, you know. That and I lost about five and a half pounds, so... Nice. Thanks. I think I think it's because at that end, there's a lot of beverages at work, which is why I had to run off earlier. I mean, I sit there and I drink a lot of water or, you know, they have like this machine that makes beverages for you. So I've been drinking low calorie Arizona iced teas and other stuff, you know, and and it helps. That and uh, the sensible lunches that they give us. And sometimes uh, when you get like that, the gyro meal and it looks like they put a pound of meat in your in your go box. So, you know, mm-hmm. and you're just like, oh, you know, well. Look at that. We got through everything. We got time to spare. Nice. 
I think we should roll up on out of here. Let's you go. mean I get to go to bed early? Yes, you do. <gasps> yeah, I'm probably just going to sit in bed. <laughs> and read your smut. Yeah, sleep does not come very, uh, very well right now. So, no, And I totally get that. But anywho, if you like the show, tell a friend. They in turn will tell another friend and so on and so forth. We're independent bloggers, independent podcasters. We do this for the fun of it. So what we tell you that we like and don't like, we're being straight up about that. So that's who we are. If you have any questions about the show, drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that is podcast at animejamsession.com. We're here to believe you. And don't forget to check out our website, animejamsession.com, where you'll find our weekly podcast, anime reviews, cosplayer tips and tricks, cosplayer interviews links to our youtube page of convention coverage links to our facebook fan page of cosplay photos and a lot more editorials all that cool stuff at animejamsession.com and don't forget uh you could take the show on the go with you whatever you use for catching uh podcasts just do a search for anime jam session and we'll come up so definitely check out not just this episode, hear it again, or older episodes. We appreciate that. And what's cool is like some of these apps, like Google uh, Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify, and so forth. Some of them will allow you to leave reviews. So leave a review if you can. We'd appreciate that. And the support, oh wait, social media. Follow us at, on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook, Anime Jam Session. Our YouTube has all of our convention videos, which I believe I'll have some going up this week. Uh, Twitter, when we're going live, articles and so forth on our website. And Facebook, where our where my photo cosplay coverage is. And some of that will be going up next week, hopefully. I'm still working on a small backlog and so forth. And don't forget our tip jar. Down below is uh, links to our Streamlabs, our Ko-Fi. Uh, you can drop bits in the chat for us. Every little bit helps, and it goes to keep the show going. And so they go around. Last words, Mako-chan. I want to sleep. Mm. <laughs> My last words is I got uh, the crispy fried thighs from Wingstop. I got seven of them. I'm full on five, and I don't know if I'm going to be able to eat the last two tonight. That might just be dinner for tomorrow. Then I realized mm. how much meat are on those thighs, but it was tasty. So I think I might just have like a scoop of ice cream and call it a night. We'll see. But anywho, that is it. End of list. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Ari will be here. Hopefully, uh, Wild Spice will be here. It'll be fun. So, I'm Ranma. And I am Mako-chan. Great fight. Great night. See you next week. Night. Say goodnight, Mako-chan. Goodnight, Mako-chan. Perfect. We're out of here. See you next week. has been a production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on the show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it! 
For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane!